Hi, everyone. It's Clarity, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 231 of Chasing Dreams. It's, it's already September of 2020, guys. I don't know where the time went, but it's ticking by. Which means, I hope you're chasing your dreams. And if not, do so today. Chase your dreams like this next guest, Clara Thompson. She's 26 years old and starting her journey as a pediatric resident physician. She's always had a passion for music. And her last year in medical school, she self-created her own album called Chasing Dreams, which she is working to get out on streaming platforms. So check it out. All right. It's coming soon. She describes herself as an extroverted extroverted introvert who is learning to embrace imperfection. She's decided that you can have multiple passions and chase your dreams, but are prepared to enjoy the roller coaster that is life and find that balance. Clarity is awesome, guys. She's a new friend. She's now family. And she is calling her album Chasing Dreams. So you know I had to have her on the show. We talk a lot about her journey, how she got there, how she figured out what she wanted to do. And it just resonated in a similar way to the passion and journey I had in chasing my dreams. And we talk a little bit about that. And I think you guys might find some of yourself in her story. So check it out. Hey, Clara, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? So this is your first podcast? This is my first podcast. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe it really, but I'm very honored and excited because, guys, if you don't know, we're, we have a beginnings of, you know, one of those origin stories. You've discovered her here first because this is her <laughs> first podcast. So be sure to check out the show notes, get the links to her audio. And you're going to be like, yeah, I needed to follow her. And this is, this is going to be your origin story. If there was a VH1 still, I don't know if there still is. This would be they're going to take video from this. They'll come to YouTube. This is exciting. How are, how are you doing? I am good. Um, thank you for inviting me here. Thank you to um, Ashwin, Raven, some of the people from the DMV area for inviting me. Um, this is my first time again, but I'm excited to do this and to see what comes out of it. Yeah. You know, what I put a call out and it was more than just them. I put a call out for uh, Dream Chasers. So, uh, you know, if you have someone in your life and if it's you, then cool. Let me know. Kind of be on the show kind of thing. I put a plug out. Hey, if you want to be on the show, talk about your dream chase. Let's talk about it. See if it makes sense. When I did that, and I can't remember, it was probably two, three months ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. There were a flood of people who were like, you got to have Clara. You have to have Clara. <laughs> Clara has to be on the show. Clara's story, <laughs> inspiring. And I was like, oh, okay, let me check out Clara. Clara, who is Clara? And okay. you, girl, yes, you had to be on the show. <laughs> you had to be on the show because... Because as we're recording this, we're in the middle of COVID still. 
Yes. Things are still going up. So we're stay at home. Uh, Clara's in the DMV area also. Now we're fellow DMVians exactly. and whatnot. And so things are, things are a bit crazy. And we just, we, we needed that kind of hope. And so your story resonated. Your story resonated for a few reasons. One, you're Indian. Two, you're Orthodox Christian. Three, you are an artist. Four, you're also a doctor. I could come up with a five, but I think that's enough for now. That's a lot of different things to identify yourself with. And in today's culture, it's unheard of to do that many things and be that many people. Like, how did you do it? So let's start at the beginning. Sure. Because that was a lot. Let's start at the beginning. Young Clara, what did young Clara want to be? Wow. So this is kind of funny. So I actually, I recently just found one of my old journals. It was like, it's just like one of those Bible journals you get in your Sunday school. And I was actually looking through it. I had to be about 13 years old and 13 year old Clara, this is what she wrote in her journal. It was, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, And it was, the next line was, I really want to be a singer followed by the next line, but what about a doctor? And I read that last year and I was like, whoa. (laughs) Whoa, like, you know, it was a moment of just like gratitude and humility that like, you know, God has given me a chance to kind of try to go out and do both of those things in some way or another. And I don't know, it was never, both of those things were never like, hey, this is an absolute must I want to do, but they were always resonating in my mind. And I feel like, God still allowed me to explore both of those to some degree and become a huge part of who I am. Well, let's clarify because you you sounded surprised that 13-year-old Clara wrote that down. Yeah, so, I was very surprised. So high school, Clara, because I think 13, you must have been probably freshman in high school, if that, eighth yeah. grade freshman, something like that, no, right? Okay. So yeah. as you're going through... You're getting ready to apply to colleges, right? So you're probably 16, 17. What what did you want to do? Did you think, hey, doctor? So honestly, um, like I said, it was never like, it was like being a doctor was always in the back of my mind. Like, you know, when you think about the Indian society, right? There's a very big stigma, like from your parents that you do like the specific careers that, you know, they're in their mind or in their perspective, are the most ideal. My parents were never really like that. And the biggest thing my parents told me was that just do something where you can stand on your two feet by yourself. And for me, I always had a passion for science. So being a doctor was in the back of my mind. My dad actually is a software developer. So he's everything computer science. So for a while, that was actually what I wanted to do. I thought it was so cool what he did. Like he's He's a very, he's one of the smartest men in my life. He's very analytical. He loves to do things. He's very ambitious. And that's where I get my ambition from. So I thought I was going to do computer science, honestly, during college for a while. But I realized I still had a passion for science. Like I'm a very, I I like to describe myself as probably an extroverted introvert. Like I, I love connecting with people, but I definitely need like my time for myself. So I knew I needed something with that people interaction. I wanted to inspire people building relationships is very important. And I think medicine is one of those very multifaceted fields where you think it's just health, but it's like connections in so many different ways. And I continuously saw that like throughout college. And honestly, like there were 
plenty of moments of doubts. There's so many little tiny check boxes to even make it into med school. So I didn't know if it was going to pan out, but I figured if I got there, then that means that's God's plan for me and I'm still here. So hopefully that continues down that road. You know, uh, kudos to your parents for wording it the way they did, right? Pick something that you can stand on your two feet with. Because that that was, that's not chase the money. That's not chase something you don't want. It's, you know, have stability in, in what you want to do and, or just, and that stability could be anything. I don't want to put words in your parents' mouth, but it could be anything, right? Granted, your road and your path does hit one of the the coveted cultural exactly. occupations, right? <laughs> be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, scientist. Those are the coveted ones people always talk about. And they really kind of put scientists under engineering. So you're going and pursuing this. You're kind of hitting that cultural, hey, nobody's going to bother me. I'm, I'm kind of pursuing what's expected. But this is something you want, right? Yeah. So this is something you want, which is good. But you take not a left turn, but you, you stray from the path a little bit here and do singing, music. Yeah. When did that begin? Like, because 13-year-old, yeah, it was in the back of your mind. But most people don't think, hey, being a doctor is enough. I'll stick with it. You picked up another path. Yeah. So, um, you know, just as most parents do when they're younger, you know, they enroll you in like piano classes just to get you to try things out. For me, I knew from a young age, I had no athletic bone in my body. <laughs> so <laughs> I, 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 I gravitated towards the like arts and music. It was mm -hmm. gen genuinely my passion. Like I loved, I, I just loved learning about music and like learning about the piano, learning about the guitar. And like one day I wanted to kind of just pick up like vocal classes and see how it turned out. Um, so honestly, before high school, I was probably um, very shy. Like, I think there's a difference between shy and introverted, right? Before high school, I was just shy. Like, I was very scared to like go out and do things. But like after high school, music was one of those things that kind of really broke me out of my shell where I was like, you know, I don't really care what other people think. I want to make music. Like, even if I sound like a walrus, like music makes me happy. Like it I love creating. So, you know, after that, I was like, those are the times I started like just posting covers online for like people to see my friends and family. Um, I have a Chashin who I look up to, um, who he's like a part-time musician. So I would see the covers he would post and I'd be like, oh, how cool would it be to like do that and like be as cool as he is. So like, I kind of like started posting more covers and he's a person I always reach out to whenever, you know, I talk about music. So posting covers just became a thing just for fun. Like I think making covers is very much about like, first, it's awesome to be able to recreate like an artist that you aspire, like, you know, that inspires you recreating their vision, but then also being able to take a song and kind of mold it to what fits to like your personality. I think that's always a really fun thing to do. So covers is my true MO. Um, all this stuff in the past like few years where I was like, you know, what about writing songs? That honestly was just like opportunities that came my way. And I think the biggest opportunity was um, the nonprofit I'm part of, Katie's Art Project. 
So they pair um, pediatric patients um, with professional artists. Those artists write um, a song that's inspired by the patient. And then the song is went on to be produced and the proceeds go back to the nonprofit so they can use more art forms to impact these children with life-threatening illnesses. So at the time, like I had started like a chapter of that organization when I was in college. Um, that was like my leadership venture into the nonprofit. When I was in med school, I decided, you know, I want to still keep this nonprofit on my radar. It seems like it's something that's a big part of me. Very big and awesome decision because I was very right. It has impacted my life in many ways. And during that time, they were like, let's test out like a student version of this. So I was like, you know what? Sure. So I got paired up with a patient who had cancer at that time. It was my second year of med school. And I was like, okay, let me see if I can write a song. Definitely not like in my mind at all. I didn't think I had any capability. I quit for like a whole year until like I had a break. And then just like all of like, I guess my creativity came rushing in and I wrote a song for him. That led me to reach out to the founder of our nonprofit. And she was like, hey, you know, why don't you come down to New York and let's produce this song and actually record it. And so I got paired up with uh, one of the like Grammy nominated like producers for like Hamilton all through her contacts. And we recorded a song in New York. That was also the first time I visited the DMV area. So a bunch of like different interconnections. I would never realize we to like move me to this day. Um, but that was the first time I wrote a song. And I think it was that experience that led me to my last year of med school where I was like, I have a lot of free time. There's a lot of personal things happen in my life and I needed an outlet to kind of just release everything. And I thought, you know, when else am I going to write a bunch of songs, try to produce things and make an album? Um, so I did it. I mean, I had a year again where I was like, oh, I'm giving up. I can't do this by myself. I don't know how to produce a song. Like I started writing little tidbits of songs every, every like couple of months for like a year until all of the creativity just came rushing in. And then I somehow have nine songs on the album that I'm ready to share with people. So a long journey of just random opportunities, a lot of chasing after things I didn't even know were going to work out. And they just led to where I am today, I guess. Tell the folks who aren't looking at the show notes page, tell do go ahead, tell them, tell them the name of the, the album. <laughs> so the name of the album is Chasing Dreams. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't, if you're not on the YouTube watching my facial expressions, you're missing out. Truly, <laughs> check that out. But I mean, how could I not have her on the show? The album <laughs> is called Chasing Dreams. So it's an awesome story, and it's your life, and the fact that you've had this. I I don't know how you balanced med school and singing and music production, essentially, and putting this together. I could only think and, and correct. Tell me if I'm wrong, that this was a de-stressor for you. Like, oh, absolutely. OK, absolutely. I think one thing, you know, I was reflecting on as I was going to you know, talk about this, um, you know, earlier in my life, music was just like, you know, just trying things out. It was it's, there's always an element of like that stress relief and like fun. But as I progressed through my musical journey, I've realized how. Um, honestly, like a therapeutic impact music does have like on people when you're able to reflect on, you know, the lyrics, the music, how it's made and 
you realize that these artists are truly pouring in their life's work into just like one song. And there's so many elements about it. So music has really, its definition has definitely transformed throughout my whole life. And like, while it isn't like, you know, necessarily like a career for me, it is a passion and a hobby that, you know, I hope to keep up with as long as I can. So to clarify, you know, because you're all about clarity. (laughs) (laughs) when you said it, it's kind of a de-stressor for you. I think sometimes we think when we're chasing dreams, it's all sunshine and roses. Oh. <laughs> Did you have, ever have a moment where it was like, why am I doing this? Maybe I should stop. Like, did you have the downs as much as the ups that helped de-stress you? Absolutely. Um, to be completely honest, I'm mm-hmm. probably in one of my downs right now. And like, I told myself, you know, a lot of the times, right, whenever you like, you know, even talking about like my story and stuff like this, I find it really important to explain to people that, you know, exactly what you said, it's not always just sunshine and like everything doesn't just always work out perfectly, of course, right? And especially if you're a chaser, like I'm definitely a chaser. Whenever like I find something that I truly resonate with and care about, you know, people say like, okay, don't chase after it. But like for me, I'm like, but like, I want to know if that is what is meant for me. So in that kind of personality and mindset, you have to be prepared to give it your all and know that you may not get exactly what you envisioned, right? That's that's a risk you take when you're chasing dreams and building that strength and resilience to know that, okay, something worked out wonderfully exactly your vision. That's great. But then there are going to be times where, you know, you're going to have self-doubt. You're going to have the imposter syndrome, which I definitely still sometimes constantly struggle with. And you have to learn how to get past when even some of your dreams don't work out and learn to move forward for it. And gaining clarity from that is something I'm honestly still working on. So I don't know if I can give you the answer to that. But I think that's, I mean, that's another thing that you'll see from like my blog and things I do. Like clarity is a process. It's not just like a click a button and you've got it. <laughs> like it truly is a process. Absolutely. And and chasing dreams is a process. Not, it's not about, I think people um, get it mixed up, right? We talk about chasing dreams and everyone's like, wait till I get that goal. Wait till I reach that dream. And they forget it's not about the end result. It's about the journey to the end result. The end result is great. But then you, you have to ask yourself, what now? What do you do at that point, right? And so it's it's that journey. A lot of things are about the journey and not the end result. And I think we struggle with that and we try to figure it out. I mean, for you, for example, um, observationally, right? And tell me I'm wrong if I'm wrong. But, you know, med school, it was the journey that brought these experiences for you. It sounds like you were exploring other outlets, other things, other interests, as one does, as one tries to figure out how to have a fulfilled life and just a happy life or just even life, regardless of what adjective you put in front of it. And you found this new new passion for yourself. And you're still young. So there's a lot more things that were going to be unveiled during these journeys that you go through. I mean... Have have you learned something since start? So we started med school. We added on singing. Have you picked up anything? And it doesn't matter how small since starting singing and med school. Well, now being a physician. 
Um, in terms of just like other kind of interests yeah. that I've got. Yeah. Um, so, um, I've definitely been more into like entrepreneurial kind of startup business things. One thing you'll hear me always say is that I love, love medicine, but I also love to learn how it can be connected with other industries. Mm-hmm. And that's something I want to continuously figure out in my life. And businessy kind of stuff is definitely like grown on me um like seeing like other people's like blogs and entrepreneurial stuff like ashwin who nominated me has like learned and apply thing is one of those things i looked at i was like oh i wonder if like i could do like something like similar right you meet people who kind of like inspire you to kind of see um if that's in your potential so kind of being surrounded by like new people has led me to kind of see how medicine can be applied in other ways. And one of those things I'm trying to figure out right now are the entrepreneurial stuff, the businessy kind of stuff, um, and figuring out how to integrate that. Um, it's definitely still a work in pro- uh, progress because I have absolutely no business background, but business is just, I feel like, being surrounded by people who can enrich that part of your mind. Um, but that's definitely something that I found, um, on the horizon, just as I went throughout med school, just seeing the people around me in medicine and out of medicine. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Cause I was talking to someone today about, um, reading interests and how, you know, I was telling them how it's, it's such an evolving process. If you asked 21 year old Amy, what I'd be reading at this age, I would have laughed if you told me I'd be reading self-development, profession, personal development books, business books, books to help improve you, nonfiction books. But like, what are you talking about? Amy doesn't do that. <laughs> Amy's all about fiction, comic books. Those are the things I read early 20s, right? I, I never thought I would be the podcaster, never thought I'd be the one being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur or even just being on video like this. Never would have gotten it, right? And here we are all those years later that these small things have picked up, right? And and changes you. I think we evolve in how we're doing it. And it's great to see, though, that you're open to these experiences and you're embracing it. I'm not sure everyone sees it that way. And I think that's why I was so um, taken with you and what you're doing, because I'm like, yes, that's what you want to see. I think, you know, one of my favorite quotes is the greatest failure is the failure to try. And I, for me, um, you know, I think if something's like on your mind and it's something that you're passionate about, um, you deserve to like give it a shot and see where it takes you. Um, so sometimes just things get, especially with like my personality, I do, I do enjoy creating. Um, I like the thought of something that is just like, nowhere like just to seed but has the potential to grow it's exciting to be a part of that like growth process and um i like what you said in terms of like that whole process you're going to realize that you evolve though you're going to encounter things that either change your mind to make you even more passionate or lead you to a completely other kind of path and you just have to be prepared for all of that you just have to embrace the uncertainty i think that was one of the biggest tr- struggles for me is like I'm, a, I'm an ambitious person. Like, you know, everyone says if you're in med school, you have some range of type A personality. I'm definitely not on like the super like gunner kind of like super like, you know, super pretentious kind of type A, but I still 
we want like things organized. We want the answers, right? So especially when you're chasing your dreams, if you don't have like this vision completely set in stone that you like, you're not really sure if it's going to work out. Um, I think that kind of struggle with uncertainty was definitely something that was hard to process and is still hard to process sometimes. But I think in those moments of uncertainty, you'll realize you'll evolve even more because you have to be willing to allow yourself to take that risk, even though it's uncertain. And so I I like to focus on the positive and how like I see things from what I'm like, hey, she's thriving right now. She's thriving in life. But we don't always get to see all aspects of things, right? So while I'm like, hey, she's thriving, she's doing great, what have the people around you in your network, in your family, your friends, how have they taken your path and journey? Are they like, it's not going to work out? Have you, have, you gotten, have you been supported by it or have you been surprised by the, the naysayers? I hope not, but... Um, honestly, so like the closest people in my life, right? Like, I feel like they always knew that potential in me long before I did, you know? And I feel like that's, uh, that's usually the case with the people you love, right? They like, they know what you're capable of. And sometimes you're, you're your own worst enemy because you're too busy trying to perfect and doubt everything. So my best friends, um, they, they've always knew what my passions are and they've always been super encouraging. And the friends, the new friends that I've developed throughout this whole process, they've always been there to like, hear my advice, hear like the things that I'm working on. So I'm always super thankful for that support because you need people like that who genuinely do support your dreams. Um, but I think, you know, along the way, you're going to also find people who it's not that they like don't care. They just don't resonate um, with what you're doing as strongly as you want, right? And that's okay. Like you can't expect to please the whole world, even though sometimes in my mind I just want to make everyone happy. But that's that's not always going to happen. Um, my family, like I said, like they um, they always just want the best for me. Sometimes I know there were there be moments, especially um, where they'd be like, "Are you doing too much? Like, are you getting too stressed out?" and kind of things. And like. My answer to that was like, you know, I probably am, but like, I still can't let some of these things go because that's how important it is to me. And in those moments, you kind of just have to take breaks. You have to realize like what your priorities are and maybe you can't do every single part of your dream in that moment, but you can achieve part of them and leave the rest for later. So that's kind of the mentality I've been trying to adopt, uh, like adopt in my mind, just because sometimes you can do it all in one moment. Um, and you kind of have to learn to prioritize everything in your life. Um, but have you been surprised by, and we talked about earlier about cultural, cultural expectations and how, you know, there's the four that people kind of want. Have you received from, you know, the community? So not, not the people who know you, not necessarily, but the community at large, um, Indian Christians, however you want to kind of define it. Any, um, surprise actually by what you're doing i don't think i've really encountered anything like per se where someone has like come up and said anything like specific i think in my own mind one of like the insecurities i had earlier was like how 
me being a physician and trying to just always do like music in the side would be portrayed because I never wanted it to be perceived as like unprofessional from people who have no idea who I am. So that, that sometimes is like still a worry in my mind, but like I realize it's just being very clear about what your intentions and passions are. Like, of course, no one is going to be able to look at you and know you completely, right? Unless they know you as a person or like know how you are, your personality is. So like with doing things like blogs and such, like you're probably going to get a bystander who maybe thinks that way. But I mean, I guess if your focus is on just con- like convincing those bystanders like what you're doing, then you're kind of taking away from the purpose of what you're like blog and your passion is truly about. So I haven't really come across anything. Like I, I think for me is like, I just think that some people probably think in that way, but I guess there's nothing I can do about that. I can just focus on the support I do have. No, but what I think it, and and I hope it is a sign of is the changing mentality. Cause I think we're seeing more and more successful uh, Indian women who are kind of paving the path and therefore mentalities are changing, right? You have Lily Singh, you have Liza Koshi, you have Mindy Kaling, you have Aziz Ansari, you have uh, Cal Penn, right? All these people who are kind of becoming successful and doing it. I think more people are kind of open to the ideas of things that, right? Following what they, they want and knowing it should be okay. I always never, I never understood how people could be like, why would you be an actor or an actress and then go the next minute to watch their favorite Hindi movie or Malayalam movie and be like, who do you think is in those? Like, yeah. like who do you think is playing those yeah. parts and being those actors and actresses? People like whoever it is, right? I mean, it's it's a change. I'm hoping that the reason you're not hearing it is a change of mentality and that, you know, people are a little bit more receptive to it, yeah. but I, it's interesting you point out the dual career part too, because I think a lot of people in different professions, for example, teachers, doctors, lawyers, um, people who are customer facing or people facing, um, feel torn, like I'm like they're leading a dual life, like they're leading a life that they are passionate about, but they can't share it with the people that they that they're serving. Because that might change the light of that they look upon them for. And I, I don't want to speak for people because I think it how you feel is valid and how you handle it is valid. Um, I just hope people can reconcile the two because that's who you are. But it, it, like you're going through that now almost, right? So do you, do you, and, and so like you're still young and early in your professional career do you, are you planning to keep the two separate and distinct? You know what? I, I don't know. Like uh, coming back to like, you know, right now my priority is like, I need to learn to be a good doctor because, you know, I have to do that. Um, but I feel like the music part of me is just something that kind of goes on and off because like I said, it's more so become something that's just passionate for me and just makes me happy and helps me relieve my stress. And it's just something that I enjoy doing. I still want to try, you know, of course, like get this album out. If I write more songs, you know, try to produce it. Maybe I'll improve in like my production techniques or maybe I'll like meet other people who can help me um, better that skill set. So right now, yeah, maybe they would be like, 
two kind of distinct things, but um, I don't know. I feel like there's just a lot on the horizon, a lot of opportunities that I'm going to be exposed to here that may completely change my life path. I'm not sure, but I think just realizing that there are two passions that in some way or another will stay in my life 100% is very big to me. And and I love that because it does. it's not like it has to be two bright shining stars happening at the same time for you. I mean, some people do it as a side hustle or do it as a, a hobby or however you define it. It's up to you, right? There are people, and I think we forget, um, like Olympians. They are Olympians 24-7, but we really only see them for probably six years or three years, right? The year they're practicing and training for the Olympics and then the actual big day, and then they cool down and do world trials and all this stuff. But outside of that, they have day jobs, some of them. They have lives. Um, Guys, remember Lauren Williams, past guest on the show, Olympian, also a financial planner. Right. It's it's amazing what people do. And we don't realize, I mean, some of those guys are amazing with what they do in both lives, not just as in the Olympics and being an athlete, but also in their day jobs. They're probably thriving and doing what they love. And it's I love what you're doing because I think people limit themselves and think I've already defined myself as a doctor. Therefore, I can't be anything else when the reality is you can be anything you want. It's not limited to one. You just have, you have to, if it's, it's on your mind and something that you care about and you think you even have the slightest potential for what's the harm in trying. It could be something that resonates with you for the rest of your life. And you'll never know unless you try it out. (laughs) I think you're right. I think you have to try it out. I think you owe it to yourself to try it out. Right. I mean, there's a, um, everyone wears different hats. Right. You have a doctor's hat. You have a musician's hat. Now you have a daughter hat because you're you're a daughter. And do you have siblings? Yes. You're you have a sibling's hat. Right. You have all these hats. I think we all have different hats that we wear in life. And I think we forget the most important person wearing the hats is us. And we have to put ourselves first and what makes us happy and figure out what that is before we can put the hats on. Otherwise, you know, it's just going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that's that's very true. I think it's kind of like, you know, having those different hats and almost just realizing, you know, one day you're going to be wearing that one hat for a long period of time. They have to take it off and put another hat on. And it just kind of just depends on where life is taking you, what's going on that week, that month. And some of those things are things you can predict, but if you just make sure you don't toss all those hats out because they're important to you, then they're still always going to be in your possession. You just have to kind of figure out like, okay, when do I need to wear this? Or I know I have to wear this today and that's what I need to focus on is that kind of mentality you have to take. Yeah, that's a good point. The hats have to be worn every now and then to make sure make sure <laughs> they still fit and that it's comfortable, right? You exactly, can't just... Yeah. You can't just Forget the fact that you have a daughter. Like, I can't forget the fact that I have a daughter hat. My parents, will forget, they'll be like, where have you been? Yeah. I have to care for that just as much as I care for the hat I wear as a sibling, the hat I wear as an employee at a company, right? It's, it's a lot of that, but I have to make sure I'm okay first. 
I mean, I think that's one of the reasons I picked up swimming so late in life was I realized I wanted to get exercise. And so I never swam because I was just uncomfortable doing it. I thought it was too late, to be honest. I was like, I passed the prime. It's too late. <laughs> but, you know, once I found um, and learned how to swim, it's great. Like your mental state just becomes better. And so even when you're down and you're like trying to figure things out, I I found my release. And I think each of us has that in us and just has to figure it out. Um, you know, you said singing was a de-stressor for you. Mm-hmm. And so is it still a de- I'm curious, is it still a de-stressor for you now that you're kind of putting an album and stuff together? Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. Um, I feel like um, just recently, like I had like a kind of epiphany of like why music was important to me. Like I had some stuff going on in my life and I was listening to an album and I just thought like, you know, why do I like music this much? And like, why is it so inspirational? I just thought, how cool is it? Like this album I'm listening to has resonated with me so much. This artist out there has no idea who I am. Right. But this physical like song art form is just what connects two people together by like their message. And I think that's what's super inspirational in terms of like why I do want sometimes like my music to be heard by other people, because how cool is it when someone you don't even know takes something as simple as a lyric or a musical piece and goes, wow, that relates to me so well. Thank you for making that. And I think that was like a reflection I had recently about like music in general and why I realized why this impacted me because it's allowing yourself to reflect in those words and the music past just like a simple pastime. That's what makes music like a language that's very healing. It's a universal language, right? I mean, across mm-hmm. across the world, across countries, across cultures. I mean, I think it brings people together. So, so as we, we start to wind down, we got to ask the important questions. Who are your musical inspirations? <laughs> wow. So if you know me, you know, I have a very wide range of musical tastes. That's fair. Um, so, so give me, so give I, me, give me your top five. Yeah. Um, so definitely all time favorites. Um, um, Tori Kelly. I love her musical range. I think she Talented. seems like a very down to earth, beautiful person. Um, and then Kygo and John Bellion. Um, they are... So Kygo is an EDM artist. He's very um, kind of more chill pop EDM, which is very much my genre too. Um, but I love how he puts his stuff together because it's you can tell that the lyrics have a meaning, his production has a meaning, and he... I don't know. He tells a story through his music, and I love when you can hear the story. Same thing with John Bellion. If you listen to his music, his words mean tons of things. His production is amazing. And if you've ever watched one of his document documentaries, he truly embodies his music. He doesn't care about the fame. It's like he just wants to create music that resonates with people. So I love artists like that. So those three are definitely my like favorites in terms of people I look up to in terms of how they create their music. Um yeah, those are probably like my top three in terms of just people I admire growing up in terms of like a fangirly kind of way. Justin Timberlake, he is definitely like one of my all-time man crushes probably forever. Uh, Justin Timberlake for sure. Um, and then I've really actually been into trying to discover those local and 
artists that you've just never heard of, like the independent artists. Yeah. Like the people who come up on Spotify that like, I bet you, if I showed it to you right now, you've probably never heard of them, but those are the people I feel like really deserve a chance because they're kind of hidden amongst like all the branded and just super like, um, emphasize talent just because like people like not saying that people like Justin Bieber or Anna Grande, Taylor Swift don't deserve that limelight. But sometimes I feel like the independent artists don't even get a chance just because people don't even know to find them. And so I like finding those people and trying to listen to what their music is like. So I have tons of those kind of like on my radar as well. So you realize you're going to be the answer for someone else's similar question. (laughs) How exciting would that be? That would be amazing. Like, I think that's, you know, regardless of like all my circumstances, like, I just want to let people know that it's not always easy. It's, it's going to be hard, especially if you are out there chasing your dreams, it's going to be hard. But if you have a level of passion that is genuine and you're willing to kind of go above and beyond for it, and you get to inspire someone, even one person in the process, that's pretty awesome. I think the best way to describe it is, would you, would you do it again? Knowing all about the hardships and the hard times, would you still do it? Absolutely. I don't think there's anything I've done in my life, you know, that I regret, even if it was tough, if it's caused me like pain, if it was hard, if it made me uncertain, doubtful, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe I wish the paths kind of turned out like a little different but like regardless i'm still here and there must be a reason for that so 100 percent, 100 percent. you are shining a light that the world needs i mean i think guys each of us shines a light that the world needs and it's important that we take care of the light and nurture it and give it the oil and gas it needs to shine bright and that's what you do and you're doing it clara i mean it's awesome (laughs) Hopefully I can continue to do that. Like I definitely, one thing I like, I never want to come off as someone who's just always put together because I definitely am not. I I want to let people know that while I enjoy doing these things and I want to show people that you can do it all, there are some days where like, I just, I don't believe in myself. Like I have to constantly remind myself to take my own advice. So definitely not putting out the persona that it's just all perfect and that I've got it all together. I'm still figuring things out and I always will be figuring things out, but it's just having kind of, like you said, developing that positive mindset. And it's okay if sometimes you don't have it, like we're human. Sometimes we just fall to those states where like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing and it's okay to have those phases. It's just finding a support group, learning to just kind of, just embrace those moments where it sucks and then finding out and trusting in God of whatever's next. That's what I'm trying to tell myself. And it's hard. It's not an easy thing to just like ingrain and internalize um, in your mind. But if you've gotten this far, then I mean, you don't know how much farther you can get until you just keep on trying. Absolutely. Be kind to yourself and give yourself the grace to be down if that's what you are, you know? So let me ask you, Clara, as kind of a wrap up, what is one thing you would tell these guys who are listening, these dream chasers, as they're hearing your story, what is one thing you would tell them to do today for them to chase their dream? I would tell them, 
you know, just sit down, take a moment and write down, just write down in that day, what is important to you, what truly makes you happy and passionate about. And keep that list somewhere in your phone, in your diary, whatever it may be. And throughout like the next few months, come back and look at it and, you know, ask yourself, like, does this still resonate with me? Is this still on my mind? Have I given this a shot? Should I keep on going for it? And then, you know, maybe when you look at it, you'll still think, oh, I'm not sure. I don't think I'm ready to do it yet. But if it's still on your list, I I don't know. I think there may be a reason for it. So keep it on your list because you never know when a certain opportunity is going to resonate with you, when something just clicks for you, when something comes along your way that allows you to bring a dream into action. So don't be afraid to chase your dreams. Know it's going to be maybe some of the hardest things you do. But if that dream is something that is in your destiny to happen, it will happen one way or the other. <laughs> virtual mic You're drop. Bunch of word vomit. <laughs> virtual. No, no. Come on, we're not wrapping up the the interview on that kind of note. <laughs> if you're watching the YouTube, if you're not, it, that was a virtual mic drop. You can't see it because I can't drop these mics. It's like it's kind of stuck on the thing. But virtual mic drop. That was awesome and so true, guys. You know, it's never too late to chase your dreams. My mom at sixty nine. Started, yes, I saw that. started a cooking channel on YouTube. It's crazy. A pinch of Carola.com. It's never too late. So do what she said. Write a list. Because my mom would never have thought of doing this before, but she's always wanted to do it. Listen to the signs. So I, I you're smart. I can't wait to see where you go with this. And you know, where you want it to go, right? Not like if if yours is. I just want to impact people. It's not about charts and numbers. Then cool. If it is about charts and numbers, even better, you know? So Claire, where can these guys go to find you, connect with you, listen to your music? What can they do? Yeah. Um, so I'm a very kind of, when I need to take, when I don't feel completely present, I'm sometimes just like off social media, but you can always reach out to me and find me if you just have a personal question on my Instagram, it's just call me clarity um, underscore, um, or you can send me an email at callmeclarity101 at gmail.com. Like, if I'm not, if you just don't see me on social media, I'm still out here living my life. Just send me a message, and I, I just love to hear your story or see if I can help you out in any way. And I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can. So, that's awesome. Guys, you can also, I think, find you at callmeclarity.com. Yes. Yes. So my blog, which kind of right now is in a little bit of a hiatus as I figure some things out, but I definitely have some posts there. You can learn a little bit about me and some of um, my journey so far. Um, The website is just callmeclarity.com. Love for you to check it out. Fantastic. Guys, be sure to check her out. Clara, thank you so much for being on the show. You are the bomb. Thank you, Amy. Again, this is Super awesome to learn from each other and see how many other people out there are just trying to follow their dreams and their struggles and their journeys. So um, thank you for doing this for us and bringing light to all of that. So we appreciate it. Hey guys, that was Clara T. Isn't she a gem? 
be sure to check out her website, her Instagram, follow her so that you know when her album drops. She's putting last minute touches on it. We're recording this in July. So it may be out by the time you hear this. If not, put an alert. You're going to want to check it out. The thing about Clara, and I hope you heard it, is she went through a period of exploration and examination. And what was interesting to me is her piece of advice, which was write down what is important to you, what you want to do. That's examination. Sometimes we have to take that time, I've said it before, to figure out what is important to us and what we want and see where it fits. Maybe it's not right now that we can do it. Maybe it's in six months. Maybe it's down the road, but it's never too late. So keep a list, figure it out, examine what it is you want. Because the next thing she did was explore her interest. She began singing. Look at it. This may not be the last thing she does either. And that's the exciting part. That's what life is about experiences. And so I want you guys to do that. She's trying things. She's experimenting, seeing how it goes, analyzing it, either ditching it or keep it going. That's, that's what we got to do in this life that we have. So when I tell you guys, chase your dreams, this is all a part of it. You got to examine and figure out what's important to you so you know what dreams to chase. And then you have to experience and experiment so you know how it goes. And then you have to evaluate how's it going. And Clara is in the middle of that journey and it's exciting to watch. So guys, you can learn more about Clara and find all the links that we mentioned on the show notes page over at amyj21.com slash episode 231. That's episode 231. All right, Dream Chasers, until next time, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at amyj 21 That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Chasing.